All right, well, let's get started here, Daniel. You all set? Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I am Jordan, and sitting across from me here is the lovely gentleman himself, Daniel. Hello, darling. <laughs> That's terrible. right. Today, today we're talking the new Guy Ritchie film, The Gentleman, starring a whole what heap of cast here. We got Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Michelle Adachery, Jeremy Strong, Colin Farrell, and Hugh Grant, just name a few. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's um, unsolve this mystery. No. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. I guess we're going to war. Drug war. And let's go to the drug war. No. <laughs> I'm trying to look, look at the poster. Like, trying, to find, trying to find something. Yeah. And let's talk this gangster flick. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Definitely editing that down. Holy shit. All right. Well, before we start here, let's talk about what beer we're drinking this week. Daniel, it was your week to bring something. What do you got for us? All right, so this week for beer and tell, Jordan, I we had a nice uh, a nice dark beer last night, so I decided to grab another dark beer for the show, and it's called the Back Road Vanilla Porter. It's not too bad. I think there's almost a little too much vanilla flavor to it. Yeah, it's a little bit sweeter than I yeah, usually a sweeter prefer. Than I'd prefer it. But it's still pretty good. Goes down smooth, six point seven percent. Ooh, and that's by Klamath Basin Brewing. But yeah, no, it's still pretty good, but it's just a little bit too sweet. Yes. Well, let's bring it in still. Let's uh, get down to it. Um, let's do some movie news, Daniel. What do you got for us this week? <clears throat> this week in movie news. We've got a bunch of little tidbits. First, we're going to talk a couple teaser, tra- a couple trailers. So one, Furious 9 teaser tra- trailer came out. Teaser before the teaser. The teaser and a full trailer is dropping this Friday as of recording on the 1st of February, I guess. Let me guess. Or 31st. He mentions family in it. He does mention family. He has a son now. I haven't been there. I haven't watched the last two or three, so I didn't realize. I didn't know he had a son. So, spoilers. In the trailer, too. Ugh. But, yeah. And next, I had you watch this. For a movie called Vivarium? Yeah, with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, which looks like a cool... That was a weird trailer. Yeah, it looks like a very interesting kind of like Twilight Zone-esque type of just weirdness. Like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Definitely watch the trailer, but like, yeah, his, him and his wife get stuck in a neighborhood and they can't leave and they're told to raise a child. And then once they raise the child, they're able to leave. That's what it says in the box. <laughs> it looks very weird, very strange, but sort of interesting at the same time. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Maybe we'll do a review on that one. Yeah, it's hard to explain. So watch the trailer. Vivarium. Okay. And now to some actual news is we've got a few things. Uh, so Disney has ordered a live-action Bambi remake. This has just been straight off the pipeline, so there's no director attached to it yet, but that's just, they announced that they're doing it. So Bambi's mom is going to get shot twice. Probably be just as anticlimactic and dramatic as Mufasa. Probably. Unless we actually see, like, the hunters, like, shoot her and then, like, haul her off or something. 
feel like that'd be traumatic. Eh. I don't know, but yeah, Bambi going up to her and like nudging her and stuff, and like, "Mama, get up, Mama, get up." That just—it's been tears years. your heart out. It's—it's it's been years since I saw Bambi. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I do remember that part distinctly. But maybe we'll get some more live action Thumper. Gotta love live action. I don't know. I just maybe it'd be from the point of view of Thumper, something different, make it interesting. Not yeah. this like shot for shot live action remake like they did with Lion King. Make it half something. an hour longer and make it ten times shittier. Oh god. Hopefully not. But we'll see what happens. I mean, they're on a roll doing this and they're making money doing it, so we all knew it was coming. Yeah. But as long as there's more Thumper. I don't know. It's just it's a shame. But is what it is. They'll keep making them until they stop making money. Uh, so everybody quit seeing them. Yep. And then next we have, uh, they released the, well, they released the release date for the Falcon and Winter Soldier Disney Plus series. Oh. Uh, and it's going to be coming out August 2020. So it's still a while to wait. We knew it was coming out sometime in 2020, but they fi- finally announced when it was coming out. Nice. Seemingly the one of the only Disney Plus Marvel shows that isn't behind production. Yeah, and then the only other thing, which I thought was very interesting, has to do with Netflix changing their policy on what counts as a view. So apparently, I thought this was interesting, so I thought I'd share it. Uh, Netflix used to go by the metric of if somebody watched 70% of a program, it counted as a view. 70%, and that's a healthy margin. Like, you watched most of it, so that counts as a view. Well, now they reduced it to only if you've watched two minutes of a program, it counts as a view. What? Which sounds in, like it sounds crazy, but then I continued reading the article, and apparently that's in line with like what Hulu, Google, like everybody else counts as a view because it's two minutes, which means you turned it on and it wasn't a mistake if you stayed for two minutes. Interesting. <laughs> so, and that's apparently how. They kind of boosted their uh, Witcher numbers because this took effect right before The Witcher like premiered. So that's how it yeah, kind of so Stranger Things still is number one. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. And it was more interesting to know that that's actually in line with most other companies. They were out of line when they said 70% counted as a view. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. So little. So just so you know, if, if you're like, oh, this show has great views, two minutes. Hmm. That's all it counts. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for this week in movie news. Cool. Let's move on here, Daniel, and let's talk some other things we saw this week. I've only got one this week. I saw my assigned film, which was Honeyland. Did okay. you also watch that? No. No. Okay. I watched Booksmart. I thought you had watched that one. I was in the process of watching it, but I forgot. I hadn't gone back to it. I okay. watched like 20 minutes of it or something. I don't know. I watched a chunk. <laughs> oh, well, according to uh, all the stream services, you did watch it. That's right. Yes, I did. I watched it. Well, on this show, you have to watch it start to finish for it to count. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. So, Honeyland is a documentary about the last female bee hunter in Europe must save the bees and return the natural balance in Honeyland when a family of nomadic beekeepers invade her land and threaten her livelihood. It's kind of the premise of this. So yeah, it's supposed to be a documentary, which I guess it still is. It, it could this could go either way as far as like documentary, where a guy with a camera is just sitting around watching this stuff happen, or this could have been a scripted movie because it kind of had a beginning, middle, end to it. Okay, it was yeah. very interesting. Um, 
Shoot, I was hoping you... I thought you had watched it, so I thought we could talk about it. No, I only watched about half an hour of it. Yeah, this is up for a Golden Globe... Or, excuse me, an Academy Award for Best um, documentary. documentary. And, yeah, I guess say very interesting. I mean, it was kind of cool just to be in the shoes of these people for a good hour and a half chunk of time. And just, you know, because like, it's just this gal and her mother for a little bit. Then this mm-hmm. family moves in next door. And, you know, she's... That's just how, like, she makes a living basically off honey by selling honey at the markets. Makes sense. And, yeah, this family moves next door with their hundreds of cows. They try to do bee stuff, too, and kind of overtake her market a little bit. But it's, uh, I don't know, it was interesting to watch for sure. I mean, a little bit of a slow burn, but I guess that's just kind of where you start to feel for the characters by watching them more. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely, you know, stream it on Hulu, say, watch yeah, it. Especially if it's up for an Oscar. It's not going to be terrible. No. It's actually pretty So you, you didn't watch any of it? Or you watched 20 minutes of it? Yeah, 20 so Did you minutes. see the family move in then? Mm, I think it was just starting to get okay. to that point. I don't know. Like I just didn't have a lot of time, and I didn't know what to watch. So there's this one part, too, where this kid is pulling on the back of a cow, and you're like, what the heck is he pulling on? Because like, you see the tail, and then you're like, what is he pulling on? Like Pull a calf out? You, all of a sudden, this calf comes out. Yeah, you got to be elbow deep in a cow to get a calf out. <laughs> Well, the legs were already out. That's what he was holding oh. on to. He was holding on to the legs, and I'm like, at first I thought it was the tail, and then I'm like, no, the tail's that right there. <laughs> then all of a sudden, the rest of it slips out. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's a little calf. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting, for sure. Um, but yeah, that was my movie I saw this week outside of our main movie on tap. Okay. What did you see, Daniel? So I sat down and watched Booksmart with my girlfriend this weekend because we hadn't seen it. It had been on our radar, and you know, it, off, it caught a lot of buzz this past year, too. And I just didn't have time. I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, but they put it on Hulu. So I checked it out, and my girlfriend, she really loved it. Um, and I still really liked it. It is kind of like... Like the best like thing I can really relate it to is it's kind of like a female super bad, but not really. It's kind of like a similar premise, but not. Seems what everybody seems to be relating it to. It's just like it. it or uh, comparing it to. Yeah, I'm like that was just like one like it's kind of like felt like it kind of hit some of the same notes, but for the fe- like for like females instead of like young boys who are remembering their awkwardness of being in high school mm-hmm. to young girls who just like remembering reminding them of their awkwardness in high school so like even though like it focused on the two female characters i still laughed a lot uh there are a few moments that were just like so like cringy like or not like cringy like in a bad like it was just like the tension was like awkward because they were talking with like their principal who picked them up as their uber driver <laughs> you know like that sort of stuff <laughs> so i mean like there's a lot to like here i thought it was a lot of fun my girlfriend freaking loved it uh and i still really enjoyed it and I still laughed quite a bit. And it has a really it has a really nice message at the end, but it's a little bit it also it was also a little bit more ridiculous than I thought it was gonna be. Like I thought it looked pretty grounded, but it, they get a little bit more ridiculous as the movie keeps going. Like there's a drug trip that I was not expecting where it just switch where you're licking there's like a good five to ten minutes of them just talking as Barbie dolls. Like just smacked up in the middle of the movie. And I thought it was hilarious. Interesting. All right. Well, it's on. It, that one's been on my radar. I'll, maybe I'll add it to the list here now that it's on Hulu. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, check it out. Oh, 
here daniel and we'll talk our main movie on tap the gentleman so yes today we are talking the gentleman the new guy ritchie film which if you're not familiar with guy ritchie he's done classics such as aladdin. snatch aladdin uh, good one king arthur another one that was like uh. with charlie hunnam <laughs> yeah man from uncle oh i never saw man from the uncle. two sherlock Holmes movies with robert Downey jr oh i completely forgot He directed all those, uh, but he's got a new movie out here, The Gentleman, with a great cast. I mean, you've got Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Michelle Dockery, Jeremy Strong, Colin Farrell, Tom Wu, Hugh Grant, and yeah, just a whole bunch more. Those are Sting's daughter, Elliot Summer, is in this. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, uh, great cast. So yeah, uh, I'll start here. So going in. Uh, I wasn't really sure what to expect because I just hadn't watched the trailer for it. I saw the poster for it with the cast, and I'm like, well, that's a good cast. No, not just never saw a trailer for some reason. Heard a little bit of positive buzz out there. So yeah, basically, before I went in to watch it today, I looked on IMDb and just got the quick basic synopsis of it, mm-hmm. and that's all I had to go off of. But yeah, got to say, um, pleasantly surprised. Uh, as far as my general thoughts, I had a little bit of a slow start. Like I, I think the first like I'd say thirty minutes. minutes or so was a little bit slower ish, but then it just it starts taking off. But yeah, this movie is chock full of just great characters. Each one, even like the little side characters, are still really good and have their moments. Mm-hmm. And the dialogue is great. But yeah, I, I I really had a good time watching this movie. And like I said, it started off a little slow, but it got better as it went on. It built up some momentum and just was great. But yeah, that's my general thoughts on it. Okay, well, my general thoughts too is like I did watch a trailer and I'm like, oh, this looks, this looks kind of good, but it look from just the trailer, I'm like, if there's something else coming out this week, then this is gonna take the backseat. But there was nothing else that really came out this week, so I'm like, oh, I guess we're gonna go see the gentleman. It looked all right, uh, but yeah, I so I had a little bit more like knowledge of like what to expect because I did see the trailer, but. I was also still pleasantly surprised. I'm like, this could go either way. Like, I know Guy Ritchie has a spotty track record. Um, he's had some great stuff. He's had some not great stuff. He made Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, still better than Lion King. Yeah, it was. But I, I, I was pleasantly surprised, too. Like, I had a lot of fun. I had a blast watching it. And, yeah, my sentiment, too. Like, I think it was the first 20 to 30 minutes that was fairly slow and then it just kind of explodes into charisma and like some action and you follow all these characters. It was a great time. So like, yeah, stick it out for the first 20 minutes. Cause you're s- still getting an hour and a half of awesome, like awesome movie <laughs> after that, which makes that first 20, like it's just, yeah, like it's Hugh Grant. That's kind of building up the story and the characters. I like the uh, opening credit sequence too. Like that was fun. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of old school, almost old school, like 60s Bond opening. Yeah. With a song in the background and just everything. I, I don't know. I enjoyed that. I didn't think of Bond when, but kind of, yeah. No, it was a cool opening, too. But yeah, this this cast was just awesome, I thought. And I, I especially loved McConaughey, Hugh Grant, Charlie Hunnam, and Colin Farrell. All just were amazing, I thought. I mean, just from the trailer, like, you don't even recognize Hugh Grant when you're in it. If you didn't know it was Hugh Grant, you wouldn't know it was Hugh Grant, I think. But he pro- he acts his ass off in this movie. And I just love it even more since I know it's Hugh Grant and he's 
I looked up his IMDb just to make sure there wasn't any curveballs that he's done recently besides the gentleman. But no, like it's all like the good guy, good, good guy, Hugh Grant playing the good guy in his movies. Just Tice Caps as a nice British guy. So to have him be like this sleazy kind of like private detective out like out to make his own money, like not allegiance to whoever can pay him more. I just I loved that heel turn for him and like it worked. He's his character landed probably the best out of all of them. They all landed pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So I just I loved Hugh Grant just acting his ass off, like just being this character. It was great. Yeah, it's gonna be a little hard to talk about this with spoilers. I don't want to give anything away because I really do want people to just go and go see this in theaters and go enjoy yourself. Um trying to think of some things we can talk about before any spoilers. Uh, just, I love Colin Farrell's character intro. I thought that was great. Yes, and he shows up about twenty or thirty minutes in when this when it starts picking up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that might have been about the turning point when it did start picking up was his scene, yeah. his intro scene, which was probably well, yeah, thirty minutes in. But yeah, I just thought that was that was just great, and yeah, talking with those punk kids and everything like that. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, but his whole his whole team was I mean what were they had uh, I don't even I didn't quite understand what exactly he like breakdance rappers they were like street kids that he taught how to fight and then they make videos to make money I I was still kind of get likes on YouTube to make money off of yeah it was but yeah the, I thought everything was because every time they did did us um like a job uh, or a rise. job yeah every time they did a job. Yeah, they wore GoPro cameras and everything and recorded the whole thing just to edit it into like a music video. Right. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny and also like a little like on the more ridiculous side, but I'm like, it's not that ridiculous. People freaking do this. Right. Well gosh, one kid in this movie dies and everybody's like, Oh, selfie with the dead body. Yeah. It's like, okay, wow. I was like, I'm not saying that wouldn't happen because that probably, oh, probably absolutely definitely would. would. How'd you like his wife's uh, shop? I love that. Her all-female working mechanic shop with all those like sweet, sweet sports cars. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. That shop was awesome. Was like, she was like the female Carol Shelby almost. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She just like was running a body shop with female mechanics. And then like they had a, a guy up front, which he only showed up for like that one scene. He was only in the one scene. Well, yeah. actually, every all those girls were only in that well, one scene. Well, that's too. true. Yeah. Unfortunately, like they didn't really get any cool moment i mean which is fine but like they build his wife up to be like a terror and i was thinking like maybe she has her own little team or something that's gonna run some jobs or like maybe they're like getaway drivers too or something Mm -hmm. that didn't really come into play which is fine but i was hoping that we were gonna see like a getaway like a a chase sequence with those sweet cars those cars that that would have been cool Uh, i would like that uh i think here i love the interactions between fletcher and ray I thought those were just great because, I mean, we start out with them in a room and, you know, he's trying to sell them a, well, basically blackmail them. Trying to blackmail them with a movie script. Which I thought <laughs> was brilliant. Which, oh yeah, something that I didn't expect going in, but like this gets very meta at times because like the narrator, you know, for, I guess, I don't know if that's a spoiler if the narrator is Fletcher. Kind of mm. like he's guiding us through the story and like the events. Um, super, um spoiler but like he's becomes it's very no like 
they even point out many times that he is unreliable at like he's an unreliable narrator so he's like embellishing because he's kind of like oh like this is i made this into a script so he's embellishing how the story goes and ray's calling him out like that didn't happen he's like well you know I just thought that people would like a little bit more action, <laughs> you know? And so like, I, it got a meta at times and I thought they were like n- well-placed that like, it got a laugh from me most of the time when they deliver those punchlines. But it was just like, was very surprising that they went with that. Cause I had, did not expect that in there at all. And I can see why that wouldn't be in the trailer because this movie on paper doesn't really look super easy to make a trailer for, or like sell people on the entire thing. Yeah, I could, I could see that. They just essentially made a cut of all the action scenes. And it's like, look, Matthew McConaughey is going to be a badass. Yeah, drug lord, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, so I did like that. I, like I said, I keep going back to Fletcher. Like, he was my favorite, like the standout character. What's your standout character? I'm trying to think. He might, he might have been mine. I don't know. Even, we haven't even touched uh, Matthew McConaughey really yet. No, and I loved him in this too. Like He was great. He was awesome in this, and he, he just had so much good charisma and everything going on for him. But yes, I loved his character in this. I loved his relationship with his wife. And, you know, there's a scene towards the end we'll talk about later. Yeah, but he just, like, has that very cool guy persona of just, like, he's, like, you know, he's rosen through ranks, self-made man from violence and drugs. And, you know, he just comes off as cold, calculated, Didn't they do always a, a flashback scene was he was in college dealing drugs? Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Like, like I don't know. If, I'm like I think we need to do a little bit better job on the makeup because that flashback seems just like Matthew McConaughey just looks like an old man in college <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I thought it was a different actor altogether, but I don't, I don't know. know. He just like looked old. I think it. Well, I think hmm. you're right. I think it was a different actor because didn't really focus on his face all too much. But it. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was funny, but um, what was he gonna say? I don't know. But Matthew McConaughey definitely also like right behind like Fletcher. I mean, all the characters are actually really good. They're all so funny. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to go into spoilers here? Because there's really not too much to talk about without spoiling stuff. I don't want to spoil jokes or the plot at all. Because there are a few twists and turns throughout. Uh, But yeah, if you haven't seen The Gentleman yet, I would say turn this off and go watch The Gentleman. Then come back and you can listen to our spoiler talk. Yep. Like our off the cuff is we recommend this. It's a lot of fun. If you like kind of action movies, take your friends to this is a good friends movie. Oh yeah. I know. I want to go see it with other people now. Cause I... same here. All right. So spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to spoiler talk. Okay. So I'm going to start with like a big surprise right off the bat is the subversion of like opening scene, Matthew McConaughey, getting a pint and a, a pickled egg or something uh, on the phone with his wife. Then he's like, wait, honey, who's that? What's happening? And then gunshot goes off, shows just the pint covered in blood. Just the blood oozing into the beer. That was a cool and shot. And then it goes to, and then it just cuts to uh, opening credits. Like, All right. And I'm just well, like, we're going to see oh, how it led up to this. <laughs> I thought we were, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I guess we're going to see how Matthew McConaughey dies. Which was the first subversion. Mickey, yep. Mickey, yes. And I'm just like, I was just like immediately caught off guard. I'm like, oh shit. Like, I wasn't expecting that at all. Now I don't know anything that's happening. (laughs) So I love that. I love just a movie that kind of like kicks you in the butt. Just like, no, no, this is completely not what you were thinking you were seeing. Mm -hmm. 
which is always fun. It always makes you on edge. And it just gets you more excited. No matter how the movie is from here on out, I think it like you get bumped up a little bit just from the subversion right off the bat, which is like you you already have gotten something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that. And then, and then we flashback following Fletcher's narration of events of like, how this whole conflict started to how, and then eventually like the last 30, 20 or 30 minutes of it, just like then happening all at once. Right. I mean, it was a good premise. I thought, so you got a, a guy that's created this weed empire and he's looking to sell it and retire and just spend his days with his wife. Maybe have a family and he's got a billionaire interested in purchasing it. And you know, we're showing him around and everything. Well, the whole thing is like the billionaire wants to lower the price of it. Through like sabotage, through sabotaging it, yeah. Because he's trying to he's trying to sell it off for four hundred million dollars, and apparently that's too much for the billionaire. Yeah, he just wants a better deal. So yeah, tries to sabotage things, but yeah. When far as like, I'm trying to think of some favorite scenes. I loved some of my favorite scenes included uh, when they went to go get Laura back. Yes, I, was, that's the first one. That what comes was she? To the, my just mind. what was she? Who were her parents? Essentially, just millionaires just well yeah rich, something rich that i guess i don't know like we're in spoilers but like one of the big mysteries that comes up a lot during the early minutes of the movie is like how this guy has a 400 million dollar weed empire that no one knows where it is no one knows where the land is that he uses it for come to find out he approached like people who their parents had died and they get a huge inheritance but then they point out that the state immediately takes 50% of all that money, essentially. So he comes propositioning the, uh, the inheritance like, hey, if what? I can, lo- if I can use <laughs> your land, you don't ask questions, I don't, I don't give answers. But if I can use your land, you get a steady mill every year coming in. This is just live in your luxury that you're already accustomed to. And so he does that all over the UK. Like 12 12- locations i think think he said said like 12 locations so which again brilliant yeah i'm like that sounds i'm like oh that's smart i like it like it's already it's already interesting and intriguing that way and so but there's kind of like a law of exchange like you know you help me i help you you know it's not just with money but like uh a couple parents like their daughter ran away to go be in a drug den (laughs) So they that's when they go and grab her. So yeah, his her parents are just like two. I, th- I thought that was great. He opens the door. It's got the little chain thing, and he's looking. And he puts out the mirror on the stick and looks around down the hall, make sure nobody else is outside the door. Which I've yeah, never seen that before in a movie. Yeah, very paranoid. <laughs> yeah, I imagine if you're running a heroin den, you gotta be. Yep, and then yeah, just for them to knock down the door and. That was that was one scene, of my though. favorite scenes because I'd heard people talk about like Charlie Hunnam's like gives a little speech in the middle of the movie, and I was just like watching like oh this is it and I'm like this is actually like it was really good like that's another like big like I guess like surprise Charlie Hunnam is not in great movies like I've only seen him in what's the big robot ones um, uh, Pacific Rim Pacific Rim which and I lo- King Arthur which I love Pacific Rim King Arthur was dog but shit. I don't love it for the acting it's because it's just cheesy B-movie fun mm-hmm. but like so he's not I've never really seen him like in like doing some really superb acting but I thought he did a great job in this and he did command respect like he was supposed to he was like the second in compa- command to Mickey which is um, 
McConaughey's character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when he gives this little speech about all, you know, to all the kids who are just fucking fucking off doing heroin. <laughs> I thought that was great. Really commanded the whole room. I was just like, it was a good moment. Well, yeah, that one kid touches them and he really like shows them who's boss. <laughs> but yeah, I do like that. It's like, you touch me again. I'll fucking cut your arm off. And Which, you think like, oh, he will too. He'll cut your arm well, off. Well, they got a guy that's guarding the vehicle downstairs and he's getting harassed by just street kids. Yeah. And he pulls out his gun like, you want to mess around? <laughs> Try me. And then the, the one kid falls out onto the pavement and dies. Yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, they're just great. They're like all shooting pictures of it, doing selfies. Like, oh, look at me in the dead body. Look at me in the dead body. And they're like, all right, we got to get these. They got evidence. We got to. Uh, that scene was great too just like the running after all the different kids and trying to get all their cameras when he confronts the whole gang like all right i'm gonna give you money to give me your camera or your phone and he's like uh no like just you're gonna give me the money and walk away and then that's yeah. when he pulls out his little bad boy and <laughs> i know that was a, that was an amazing scene too like yeah that whole section of just like from they went into the building to like getting out discreetly then they have to go round up these kids phones because they just witnessed i love the one on the bike too like the guy is keeping up with them pretty good and he's still trash talking them. i'm like you're not that far from getting caught no <laughs> and he's trash talking them anyway and i did <laughs> we're just probably just making them more um angry and you know just have more Which, momentum and then what a hilarious spill when he opens up the door and he so the the kid the, hits the bike just kind of flies over the handlebars just like how he like falls off the bike made me laugh so hard because yeah, he just like I was laughing. It good. was a great. That spell. was the thing. So I saw this with a, in a theater just full of fifty plus year olds. They're like, "Oh, Hugh Grant's," in which the movie? is fine. And but yeah, I just I was the one laughing the hardest. Probably different scenes like that scene. I was laughing good at. Um, a scene to follow is when they pull the kid out of the trunk and they're talking to him, and then he starts running. And he thinks he's going to get away. He sees this wall. He's like, all right, I'm going to jump and roll over the wall. And they're, all of a sudden they're like, no, don't. And then you see him like fall onto the, some train tracks below. And I just, you know, I thought that was funny. But then like, there wasn't even like, a, all right, we got to go down there and get him. No, no time for anything. Like, got to go get him because he's going to spill. Nope. Train. Just boom. Takes gone. him out. I was laughing so hard in the theater. I know. That was hilarious I think there's like me and one other person just laughing hysterical at that <laughs> well because then what's great it cuts to um mcconaughey's character mickey saying like man you, you guys are gonna have to start investing in parachutes i'm starting to see a pattern here <laughs> yeah i know that was hilarious um i'm trying to think what other scenes were really good um um so who i guess i missed who this guy was the guy the old guy that gets kidnapped in the van and wakes up naked Yes. Who was he? That's the guy who was running the uh, the tabloid that okay. uh, Fletcher had to deal with to expose Mickey's like whole operation in case anything happened to him. Okay. So that's why they kidnapped that guy to like shut him down for good. Like, which it sounds like they did. Which that, oh that, my god, that sequence. Which I was laughing so hard, but also I especially with. Uh, <laughs> His character, what crap? What's his name? Uh, not meant. The guy who like runs the street kids, Colin Farrell. Coach. Yeah, coach. Colin Farrell's character. I loved that. That he's just like, yeah, because they blackmail this guy, and spoiler alert, um, they make him fuck a pig and film it, <laughs> and threaten to release Basically, it if kid, he kidnap doesn't. him, drug him, 
Yeah, what do they kidnap him, drug him, strip him down naked? He essentially fucks a pig. We don't actually see, but no, you don't see. Your it, imagination's going wild, right? And then he's just like, and when they're like, Colin Farrell's like, all right, like coach is like, all right, this is how we shut him up, and then just like. They're just like, oh my god! He's like, I know it doesn't get any easier. Like I've I've already watched it and I can't unsee it. Yeah, it's like that's not something you can be able to unsee again. Oh god! Oh, oh, oh god! I was laughing so hard though. Yes, but like that, that was fucking hilarious. Oh, so earlier in the movie, like when the uh, the guys that like coaches like street gang kids like go to, um go to heist the weed from one of the one of his safe houses Mm -hmm. i mean i thought it was hilarious that they're all like have their ski masks on they have their like gopros and i'm like what the fuck are these guys doing and then they're like oh no one's here then like there's a bunch of workers there still and then they're they're like, hey, we're going to kick your ass. And all the workers are just laughing at him. They keep calling people one by one to come into the main room. Yeah. And every time somebody else comes through, they keep laughing hey, at Hey, Johnny, come look at this. Then Johnny comes out. Hey, Mick, come here. And then Mick comes out. Hey, it's Peter. I don't know. Whatever their names are. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, just just like, like a line of people just so laughing funny. at them. And they're like, all right, I guess we're going to brawl. <laughs> like, ain't nothing to it. But then the subversion good. of them getting their, like, losing the fight. <laughs> But damn, like that even paid off later because they were interviewing him. When they were interviewing him, it's like, what happened? He's like, well, honestly, I was impressed. These kids didn't look it, but they knew how to fight. <laughs> That's pretty funny. One of my favorite scenes, too. I love the scene with um, Mickey and Lord George at the uh, Chinese restaurant. Yeah. That was brilliant. Also, it's just like Matthew, or like Mickey flexing his reach and power. Just like, don't fuck with me. <laughs> I just. Oh, yeah, no, that was really good because he poisons his tea or something, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know he's like, "I can get Pro- to you in your own kitchen." Like projectile vomiting just, everywhere. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I just loved like all the players that came in. All of them, pretty much all of them, ha- filled a small to large purpose. It didn't seem like we got introduced to a character that wasn't important, which is very much appreciated. Nowadays, especially in movies. Yeah. And, yeah, I guess I love the ending part, too, as far as, like, McConaughey goes. Because, okay, so we, we think he's dead from the beginning. And then we go to the actual scene and see what really happens. Yeah, we catch up. And it turns out the guy that was going to kill him ends up getting shot by, um... What's it? Ray? Uh, Ray, yes. So that was great. So then they're like, oh, crap. So, so somebody's at the shop. We got to get go see my wife. My wife's in trouble. And then... The whole sequence of them racing there and getting hit by a truck and like him crawling out of that mess and trying to still on foot get to her. But then that just the tension of that scene with the three guys and her and she's got a little itty bitty paperweight gun. Yeah, that was great. That was good stuff. I do love how she shot the guy and he just like, what's going on? Like, because I mean, they were tiny bullets. Yeah, they were like little 22s. Itty, 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 itty bitty gun. But at close enough range, still going to kill you. Not gonna go straight through your brain, but it's gonna, it's gonna hurt you if not, you know, kill you. And she kills both of them. She kills two of the three. And then yeah, the, the third attempts to rape her, which I'm like, ah, shit. I know. I wasn't expecting that escalation. I wasn't at all. As soon as they see it's like the shot of their feet and him like with his foot spreading her legs, I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. And uh, then I'm like, how oh, come I got Mickey? Even... Get there quick! Get there quick! I know. And it does make it that much sweeter when she looks over. She's like, hey, babe. 
Then he just like looks up and fucking no words, no nothing, just fucking kill you like you fucking annihilates him. Because they make it a point that like he's not doesn't get emotional, but if you fuck with his wife, he's gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> How'd you like? I love the, the stakes they had for the guy as far as like you know we're on to you as far as like to the billionaire as far as what you're trying to do. We know it was you. We have all the evidence here. Uh-huh. Um, you're gonna wire that hundred million to us anyway, and we're, you're gonna do it in this freezer. And if you don't, if you're a penny less, we're gonna leave you in the freezer, and you're gonna fucking die. Yeah, because they're like, what? It gets below zero, and they're like, like 20- you'll survive for about an hour. Yeah, was it twenty five below or something? Yeah, something like that. So yeah, I loved like how everything came, like kind of like came together at the end for that final reveal, the final like showdown, and I'm just. I I loved it. I loved I like too. that huge reveal. I'm like, yes, this is this movie. Like, if it's a movie like this that like even if like the first like three quarters is good, if it doesn't come all together at the end, it kind of just ruins the whole movie. But I was mm-hmm. very happy that they just bring it together. I, I need to go see this again. I know there's a lot because like I've heard that it's definitely from. I watched a few reviews after I saw it because I was like had some thoughts and some of them were confirmed. But like a lot of other people were like, yeah, it's like seems like something that lends itself to a second view to try and pick up on little hints throughout. And I just want to watch it again to watch somebody else get their like mind blown. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be that'd be awesome. All right, well, yeah. So why don't we uh, start wrapping it up here? Any other scenes? Um, any dislikes you you didn't have? My only dislike is like you said, like the first twenty minutes are a little slow, but that's forgivable. That's yeah, perfect, that, that was probably my only complaint, really. To uh, build up the movie, you know, before it kicks off. Is it just me? I, for some reason, I know they're not British actors, but I, I felt like um, Jeff Goldblum was missing from this for some reason, and potentially Jeremy Piven. I don't know why, but those two were in my mind throughout this movie, hmm. and I'm like, I don't know who they would have played as far as additional characters, because you don't really need additional characters, but I'm like, for some reason, a Jeff Goldblum and a Jeremy Piven might have fit in well here somewhere. I don't know where, but yeah, I, I don't see know. That. No, I thought that I. <laughs> I don't had. know, but uh, yeah, my my only dislike was the same with you as the first twenty thirty minutes could have been a little speedier, I guess. I guess the only other thing, and it's not really like a huge dislike. It be it qualifies as nitpicking. Like sometimes when like there, it's so heavily like a British movie that sometimes when they start speaking to each other really, really fast, like you kind of just can't understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And I did find myself getting lost in conversation. I'm like, wait, what just happened? What did they just say? But that's a small pick, like, especially upon rewatch, you know, you still pick up the context, the context, no matter what, uh, at least I did. And so I think that'll just help lend itself to more rewatchability, but I don't know. I'm excited to see this again in theaters. (laughs) Same here. All right. Yeah, I'm trying to think as far as like, I don't know, a standout scene. What, what was a standout scene? I, I really did enjoy uh, Mickey coming to the rescue of his wife. I like that. Uh, yeah, as far as the standout scene goes, I, I don't know. I I mean, I honestly, but, I would say the standout scene, like the biggest scene that was just like, pow, like was that end scene when he's laying it all on the table for the, the billionaire. I'm just like, you tried to fuck me. And now I'm going to fuck you 10 times worse. Yeah. So I, I just love that scene because he. With the freezer and everything. Yeah, that, that, freezer, that stuff was great. Like, it just, like, like I said, it came together perfectly. I do like when he showed him the dead body. It's like, I don't know. No. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. Well, here are pictures of you talking to him. And here's a recording of you talking to him. I 
I mean, it's just business. I'm like, yeah. so, so you remember him? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess overall, if I were to grade this out, I think I give this a minus. Not a perfect movie, but definitely very solid. So I'd say a minus. I'd say eight out of ten on the entertainment scale. How okay. goes you? I mean, I'm gonna give it a solid A. Like, I really, really liked this movie. I really enjoyed it. Is it gonna get an Oscar? Probably not. Is it gonna get? That's the thing. It's like nominated. Out probably in January. Not. I don't know. And this, hopefully, it gets remembered. I feel. Yeah, that's the thing. It's January, so right now, I really enjoyed it. Well, did it Am get a limited run before the year ended? So maybe, maybe, maybe so. it's already been qualified for nominations and didn't get any. I don't know. I don't think so, but possibly. Uh, but no, I, and I would say like just a solid, honestly, like a 10 out of 10, like this was severe, like so entertaining to me and it just like moves like from point A to point B, like just very smoothly. Like it goes by super fast. I think it was like just under two hours or just over two hours. Yeah. Just under two hours. And it just like goes by in a flash. Like it's just so much fun to watch. So cool. <laughs> All righty. Well, there you have it, fellas. Or let me start over. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Two recommendations right there for the gentleman. Yeah, I would say check it. I'd say it's a theater movie. It's not like an absolute must. You could still watch it at home, but I, you know, when if you got time and it's playing a theater near you, I say go check it out. Yeah, I think if I see it again, I'm gonna go because I didn't actually end up going to going to see it at the pub theater like I had wanted. I think second time around, I'm like, yeah, sit down Beer. with a couple pints yeah. and just check this out again. This will be great. That'd be good. All right, well, Daniel, let's move on here and let's talk some Rotten Tomato gambling here. All right, so last week, Jordan and I bet on The Turning, a uh, horror movie dumped in January, as you do. Uh, last week, I bet 70%, and Jordan bet 50%. Now, unfortunately, I have already heard the Rotten Tomato score because people hate it. Uh, my girlfriend went to go see this with her friend, too, and she said they had four walkouts. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, I didn't, I like, I know horror movies aren't usually great, but they're, it's a rare occurrence when there's one that's this bad. But if I can pull it up. But what did the critics think? Well, the audience thought it was 13% bad. Like, Whoa. that's fucking brutal for an audience. The critics, oh, it went up since I checked. Uh, a few days ago, it was at 13%. Now it's at 15%. Okay. With 71 critic reviews and 1,106 audience score. Making me the winner? Yeah, that's it. Jordan, Woo! you finally won one. Finally won one. Yeah. About time. Losing streak for a while. All right, Daniel, guess what? Um, I still haven't talked this movie yet. I keep forgetting about it. We'll talk it next week because you're going to see it and we'll both talk about it. Dolomite is my name. Streaming on Netflix. Check it out. Fair enough. Starring Eddie Murphy. I know. I Enjoy. Kept, kept like dangling the carrot. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get around to it. Haven't gotten around to it. Now well, I gotta. now you can. Okay, streaming on Netflix too. Yep. All right. So as far as what we bet on this week. So, yeah, let's see what's coming out and next week. We got Gretel and Hansel, which that's about the only mainstream one. I mean, we could. Yeah, let's, I mean, I don't know if we'll, we're I'm probably not going to go see Gretel and Hansel, but it seems like I a movie that we can bet on. Yeah, let's do it. it looks not good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got my number. 
I really Same. have no idea. I'm just going off what the trailer looked like to me. Maybe some critics will find it appealing. But I said 42. 42%. I wrote 22%. Ooh, all right. So a solid 20 points between us. Because I'm like, all right, this doesn't look good. I should actually write down what we're betting on or else... Wait, is it? It's Gretel and Hansel, not Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, Gretel and Hansel. That was so funny, though. I was laughing so hard when the kid fell on the tracks and train. Like, oh, oh. And I hear all these like gasps in the theater, and I'm just like laughing my ass off. It was You're so like, good. You idiot. Well, they do a good job too because he didn't like go over the wall, look over it or anything. He just dives for it and just goes over it and splat. Okay, this is, again, not a great sign. No scores are up yet. All right. Probably better sign for you, then. Yep. Release date is January 31st, so literally three days from now. All right. Well, cool. We'll see. We'll see. We Uh, might have to start averaging the the audience score in. I know. We might have to. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, so next week, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a top ten list or maybe do another throwback. It would be kind of fun. I know it's we're out of the 20-year mark because it's now 2020, but I still wouldn't mind doing a 20th anniversary for Fight Club. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Mm. But we'll see. We'll talk about it. We'll see. I got some ideas. All right. Well, we'll discuss it outside of here. Okay. Daniel, where can they find us? You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought about the gentleman. Loved it. Hated it. Needed more gentlemen. Let us know. (laughs) All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for the downloads. We appreciate it. Share the podcast with friends. And if you're on iTunes, give us a five-star review just because. Just because. That wraps it up here, and we'll see you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers.